Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse DePlantis here. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. Now, last week we preached the frustration of end times, part one. This is part two. I want you to go get your notes from last week. And my God, let's go over these things. Because I'm going to tell you something, you can get frustrated very easily right now. Well, I want to encourage you because I personally believe that we're, gener we're the generation that will not see death. How do you know that? Matthew 24, 14, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man shall come. Boy, this is the days of Noah. You can see it happening. My God, all we got to do is look up. Our redemption draweth nigh. So this is part two of the frustration of end times. Take notes. You're going to learn some more things today. Write this down. I love this point. The story of Noah and the flood is an illustration of man's thinking of everything else but God. Isn't that today? They're thinking of everything else but God. Man, why did that boy kill those children? Mental health. No, it ain't mental It's sin doing that. I've never seen a gun walk into any place and kill anybody. There was a person behind it. Now, I'm not here to be political, but let me tell you something. How many, what we need, call it revival, call it what you want. We need a touch from God Almighty. You, you, you want to stop a man from killing, you change his heart. He can keep his gun if his heart's changed or vice versa. But you, you, you very seldom ever see anybody saying, would you like to meet Jesus? I mean, I saw that. I was so shocked when I, I saw this. I saw it actually on social media. Uh, that wonderful lady that uh, she committed suicide, Naomi Judd, that beautiful. The mama was pretty, just beautiful. And had real bad depression, I think it was. And I think she used the gun or something like that. And the daughter that sang with her, I, I don't know her name, but the Winona, yeah. And, and uh, anyway, to make a long story short, you could tell they were hurting. And Ashley Judd, they were hurting bad. And so she came up and started talking. And then the television cut it off. When she did this, she started quoting Psalms 23, the Lord's my shepherd. Now watch it. I went, look at it. And the guy that cut it off, he said, we, we don't want to offend no one. Don't want to hear the word of God. That's corruption. That's contempt. That's disappointment. Yet this girl uh, is saying, the Lord's my shepherd. She just lost her mama. You understand what I'm saying? Those kind of things. But this, the answer is the Lord's your shepherd. Watch this. You shall not want. Makes you lie down in green pastures. He restores your soul. He does so many wonderful things. They don't want to play that. My God. Remember when you could quote a scripture and people wouldn't get too mad? Now, my Lord, you're considered a radical. Yeah. Oh, and don't say anything if people are, are, are living in sin. Oh, don't say nothing about that. Yet when this Bible explicitly says that, see, that's the sound of judgment coming, ladies and gentlemen. And it, it, in 120 years, I can't, I can't get that enough in your mind. Think of, a, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 73 next month. 120 years of, listen, please repent. Nah, I ain't worried about that. That's frustrating to a preacher. How many times I've had the lack of a better way to say it, pull on people. Come on, man, don't let Satan kill you. Don't let Satan hurt you. I, I, I'm going to tell you a true story. It touches me when I think about it. It's probably the worst thing I ever saw in my life. This is the beginning of my ministry, 1978. 
Uh, well, actually, I preached in 76, but I was at this revival in 78. When a small, when a very big church, I would say, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six pews and six pews. That would be one, one, two, three, four, five. Right here. That's the church that I was preaching in. And you walk maybe to about this far, and that's the back doors. The back doors open up. It's a small church. All right. The Holy Ghost was moving. God was touching and blessing. Listen to this. My God, now look at this man. He's just staring at me. Man, coldness in his eyes. He's mad at me about something. I don't know the man. Never seen him before. And the Lord said, tell him he needs to get saved. He will not make it. Satan will kill him if he leaves this church. So I'm a man when God tells me to do something, I'm going to do it, even though sometimes I don't understand it. Sometimes God tells me to do stuff, and I go, that's going to hurt somebody's feeling. I don't want to do that, but I got to do what God tells me to do. I don't, I, he don't have to tell me why. I would like to know. So I looked at this man. I said, sir, uh, and I mean, I didn't call his name, and I didn't know his name. I said, you need to get saved tonight, because if you leave this church, you're dead. You're not going to make it. And the man went like a... And he was sitting on the back of the last pew uh, uh, when you go into it. I must have pulled for, I don't know, 15 minutes. Boy, and the pastor of that church was just praying in the Holy Ghost. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was cold. It, judgment was in that place. I said, do not leave this church. Satan will kill you. Well, people were praying in the Holy Ghost. And I thought, my God, all of a sudden the guy gets up and just looks at me and goes, Pfft. And turns around and he slams the doors open. Wham! The doors go bam, 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 and they stayed open. There was not any concrete or asphalt. You, you parked on the grass, or there was a little shells and stuff like that. And that was the road. I could see him like I see this camera. Good God, man, touch better. And I'm going, I said, people, begin to pray. Put your head down, begin to pray. I saw the man start his car. Now, what he had did, he had backed his car in. Normally, most people were like that. He had backed. I mean, he just looked at me, got the car, and he could see me. I'm from here to the camera. Oh, he puts it in, oh, and he pulls out, and an 18 wheeler hits him and kills him right there, right in front of my eyes. Killed him right there. Bam! I mean, just, I saw blood fly on the glass and busted everything. They called the ambulances and all that kind of stuff. Whoo! I don't know how long I asked that man. It's like no, 120 years. Mister, please. But he would not. I mean, that's the most terrible. And I went and see his face. And that death look. I'll never forget that as long as I ever live. I mean, God pleading. Because Satan out there, he's a serial killer. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. This is the end times. Would you see that? Look up your redemption draweth not. No, no, you get, get discouraged or depressed. Let your light so shine. Let them persecute you. Let, them, let that light, because maybe somebody might grab a piece of that light and you'll save them for eternity. Do you see what I'm saying? The frustrating part of it. I was frustrated. Mr. Listen to me. But he would not. Oh, God. Write this down. You must exercise faith and conscience to assist you in wise decisions. You must exercise faith and conscience to, to assist you in wise decisions. I'll go over these points in just a minute. In other words, you need help. You need St. John 16, 13. You ought to read it every day. Howbeit, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you in all truth. It's very frustrating. Look at it. I mean, I, there's empty pews. Where are they? 
If it was a Saints game, they'd fill it up. And I like the Saints. I'm not against sports. I like all that. Don't misunderstand me. You know what I'm saying? I like watching the Olympics and all the different, whatever. I'm enjoying that. But I refuse to put that ahead of God's house or God's place. Do you see what I'm saying? So you need faith and, 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 and to, so, you can, so you can make wise, assisting in making wise decisions. Oh, Lord, do you see? So it's frustrating to me. It's frustrating when I say, believe with me. I finally got a staff that believes with me. I have fought some, geez, and my staff know what I'm talking about. We never hired anybody to fire them, yet we had to fire some people, right, Rick? I mean, no one likes that. I mean, you hire people to work, you know, to, to be happy. But I'm ahead of the devil. When I find out, I'm ahead of that devil. I mean, my mind, I mean, the second word would say, you done lost your ever-loving mind. I turned on Fox News and they said, right now the inflation rate is 8.3%. And I went, I said it to myself, I can do better than that. So I gave my whole staff a 10% raise. Amen. I walked in, am I right? I walked in and said, give them a 10% raise. People thought, you done lost your ever-loving mind? Well, you can buy your gas. And then uh, Wendy told me, Wendy, look behind her. She's, she knows more about my money than I know about my money. She said, boss, you have given four 10% raises. Uh, you've raised the, uh, uh, the people up 56%. Yeah. In the last five years, yeah. I mean, most people, you get a raise every five, six years, 2%, 3%. You know what I'm talking about. Well, well the Lord was blessing. Just want to be a blessing. Just want to be a blessing. That's it. Staying ahead of the devil. Yeah. Yet I know some ministers, oh, get, get people as cheap as you can. No, you done lost your mind. You want to be blessed and you're not willing to bless other people? See, that's frustrating to me. I walked out of my house today just to open the front door and I heard a guy say, hey there, brother. Just he had no shirt on, black shorts and a bicycle. I said, hey, how you doing? He said, when'd you build this house? 2016? I said, no. I went into it in 2011. He said, well, that, yeah, good. I said, well, listen, have a good day. He said, no. I'm going to have one better than that. I'm going to have an excellent day. I said, right on, brother. Let's go with the excellence. Close the door. Boy had a right mentality. I've never seen him before. May never see him again. I don't know. But he said the right thing. There is a more excellent way. See, the frustration of end times. I, I, I'm frustrated. I, I said, my God, we could change this. Do you know, we have policemen, and we, and we like St. Charles, but we have some policemen in here, and, you know, they, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, if everybody got saved, everybody could go eat donuts. I've seen policemen just eating donuts, and I think, well, oh, I bet that's a, that donut looked pretty good. <laughs> think about that, that you could go downtown New Orleans without getting shot. Here you see a 12-year-old kid, and instead, instead of with a gun in his hand, he got a Bible, just praying in the Holy Ghost. All they need is leadership. They don't have a dad. They don't have a mom. They may have them physically, but they don't care about them. The gang is their father. It's frustrating to see that when you have the answer. <laughs> we were hungry last night. We did something really nice. We went to see uh, Grace uh, at her senior uh, what they call that? Uh, recital. Recital. It hurt us sing, and it was such a blessing. We were hungry. 
Well, we went to a restaurant. It's closed. I was right, right. I couldn't get it. I said, oh. And the owner came, and I said, what's wrong? She said, I fired my cooks. I said, you did? Yeah, I caught them stealing. Fired them. I said, well, we ain't eating tonight, cuz. So uh, we're about ready to go home. I said, let's go to McDonald's. We went to McDonald's last night, right here, on, at the corner of Omar. We got in there, and there was this lady, how you doing? You know, so we got all this other guy. And I said, Kathy, you, you, it was $17. That's very cheap for me to eat. 17 bucks? Lord, you got to be kidding me. I said, $17. So I only had a $100 bill on me. I said, Kathy, you got a 20? Oh, yeah, yeah. She said, no, I got a 50. She, I said, well, let me use that. Gave it a 50. And Kathy gives her $20 as a tip. She said, y'all don't have a tip, Joe? Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, last, last night? Oh, no. Well, Cassie, it's 20. Oh, no, 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 no. I want to go, let me, let me slap you real good. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't have. I'm trying to bless this woman. Kathy trying to bless her. I said, girl, don't you have to make a living? Yes. Take the 20. She said, and so I'm sitting there. She said, sit down. I will bring your food to you. We're in McDonald's. And they're serving us. You should have seen Kathy. She had the real hunger. She grabbed that ham. She had lettuce, tomato, and mayonnaise. And it was just all over her face. I said, enjoy yourself, mama. Just enjoy yourself. She was eating that stuff. We were hungry, man. We just couldn't find it. You know, fast food is, they may call it junk food, but why does it taste so good? I tell you, I could fill this church up if I went to, uh, what's the name of the chicken place you like? What's it called? Chick-fil-A, and if I had a basket of nuggets and I was throwing them, I'd fill every pew. They'd <laughs> be eating them nuggets like crazy, man. So frustrating. So frustrating when we have the answer to these things. Let me say it again. You must exercise faith and conscience to assist you in wise decisions. Write this down. Your heart toward God and not the circumstances you see before you will determine your future. Your heart toward God and not the circumstances you see before you will determine your future. It will. Because God said he'll supply. How many need? It's amazing. Oh, my God. You know, you're just going to have to, you know, you're just going to have to just tighten it up. Tighten it up. When God said, how many need? Oh. If you delight yourself, Mary, do you delight yourself in the Lord? He give you the desires of your heart. That's not your need. It's there. It's just God saying, I want to be a blessing. And I said, oh God, if I could change, change this world in a day. He said, you have my heart. I want to do the same thing. He said, but you never have to worry about nothing, Jesse the planet. Nothing. I said, I'm not. I said, but it's frustrating. Can you imagine Jesus? How frustrating that is? This guy can walk the water, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out the devil, and they call him an infidel because he was more popular than they were. Jealousy and envy. Boy, I understand that. Oh, people are so mad at me about the plane I fly and, I, and the house I live. Oh, oh but they all want to go in it. It's frustrating, but it's end times. 
So I can tell when I'm around a person and they're rubbing me the wrong way, it's because of their unrighteousness or self-righteousness. You see what I'm saying? Let me say it again. Your heart toward God and the circumstances you see before you will determine your future. So I said, devil, don't mess with me. Don't you mess with me. I said, man, now I said, I'll pull the trigger. My trigger is given. And I pulled the trigger. And guess what happened this week? I went home. I, I sat down in my chair. And I thought, Pia and Wendy, who else was in there? And Kathy were drunk. They called me on the phone. Hello, hello, hello. I said, what y'all doing? You ain't, are you sitting down? Yeah, I'm sitting down. What are y'all doing? I could barely understand. <laughs> ah, just going crazy. Uh, somebody gave us a million dollars this week. Am I right? I called the person. I, 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 call, I, I called the person. Oh, wait, wait. This is inflated time. I, I, I'm inflated. I'm inflated. <laughs> My God, I got so fast, I'm wearing tennis shoes now, so I'm going, my God, going. Million bucks. Wait. I called. I said, thank you. She said, I heard you say something. I said, what did I say? She said, you believe in God for a $20 million loan and a $5 million loan? I said, yeah. I said, yeah. She said, I'm going to read a $5 million. I went, oh, Jesus. My staff are starting to think like me. When they had the thing, she said, hey, but I bet there's a million dollars in here. Right? That's what you said, right? Opened it up and they all went crazy. Now we're rubbing the devil. I'm not going to take any of the money. Wendy, am I telling the truth? I don't take any of that money. I don't do any of that. It's, not, it's, it's hard not to get weary. And end times. Every time you turn the television on, I mean, my God. Do you know how long the, the, the media has been, uh, the meteorologists have been trying to get this storm to turn into a storm? So they can start off with A? Okay. Okay. Okay, it's over to Yucatan. Okay. <laughs> I thought. What do you want to say, brother? Can I say what I want to say? Yes. Shut the hell up. <laughs> now that's not that's not cussing. In, that's not cussing. That's not cussing in Louisiana. That's a location. That's a location. My God! Now they got so excited. Today it's out in the Atlantic, going away. Finally, they got their request. They see all the evidence. All disorganized, dry air, windshield. Oh, oh. That's frustrating. It's frustrating that they don't apologize. Hmm. Weariness, write it down, steals your thoughts and replaces them with exhaustion instead. Weariness steals your thoughts and replaces them with exhaustion. And so it's exhausting to watch the news. Beware of a lapse of warmth. 
affection and keenness. See, end times, it's frustrating. You can tell. Beware of a lapse of warmth, affection, and keenness. That's kind of a long point, but I got to say it all. Weariness steals your thoughts and replaces them with exhaustion instead. Beware of a lapse of warmth, affection, and keenness. You know, it is so important to guard yourself from weariness and exhaustion. Now, why would you say that? Because I'm going to tell you something. All you have to do is occupy until he comes. See, when all this heaviness gets on, that's not your job to carry that stuff. We have to stay strong in faith. We stay strong in faith by the word of the living God. We have to be saturated. You know what I mean by saturated? I call it soaking wet. The French, I love the way they talk. They say, that means I'm soaked to the bones. <laughs> You're not just wet, man. You're soaked to the bones. That's what I mean, being saturated with God's word every day. See, take your faith and make it a permanent form. Don't let your faith flip-flop about what you see going on around you. If now faith is, and don't get off of that. That's Hebrews 11 verse 1. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Remember this, he who sees and knows the signs of the time will also know the end. All you got to do is just read the signs. How many times when you're going down the road, you go, I don't know where I'm at. All of a sudden, there's a sign that says, next exit. Oh, that's the one I got to take. I mean, let me tell you something. See, when you understand that, that your consciousness needs reinforcement of God's power. How do you do that? Well, I'll tell you how I do it. I like to read the word of God out loud so my brain can hear what my mouth is saying. Ooh, I'm starting to preach here. I believe God has been speaking to you today. I know things have been frustrating, but frustrating getting out of here. And you're going to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in and blessed going out. Bless each and every one that's hearing me today, Lord Jesus, spiritually, physically, financially. A simple prayer, but it's got great results. In Jesus' name we pray. i tell you what, I'd like to pray for you. You can tell I'm feeling good. Happy New Year, everybody. Praise God. Now stay right there. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word to you. I want to show you some things that are happening around here at JDM, and we're having a good time. Watch this and be blessed. We've been to Australia, we've been to Europe, just preaching the gospel everywhere. Just, just going all over, preaching the gospel. Jesus! And how can they hear lest they have a preacher? And people like me and you, that's why I'm on television all the time. That's why I'm trying to get as much television time as I can. Not so many more people can see who I am, but I am interested in building God's kingdom to such a degree that the world will see who he really is. Come on, it's time.
Did you know angels are real? And many of them are here today. God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. My new book, The Hidden Help, I share a few of those biblical stories and some of my own personal experiences with angelic beings. Remember, this world isn't all there is. You are unique in God's creation, and the hidden help is always here for you. Order your copy today at jdm.org. If you hadn't got my new book, The Hidden Help, you need to do it today. It's our January product offer. Listen, man, there are angels around you in your midst. I know this book will minister to you greatly. And I'm telling you, I talk about my personal experience with angels and also a teaching on angels. They're great. That's why I call it The Hidden Help. You know, I personally believe sometimes that my garden angel said, I need reassignment. This boy, even when, especially when I wasn't saved, he did everything he could to save my life, and I believe he did it many, many times. How do you get the book? You just go to jdm.org for all the ordering information. It is there for you. Partners, I can't thank you enough for all that you do for this ministry. Your faithful financial support is so greatly appreciated. I don't think of it as money. I think of it as souls into the, into the kingdom. You know, we have a statement around here, reaching people, changing lives, one soul at a time. I can't do that without your faithful financial help. And I've been doing this for all these years. Now, 47 years of preaching this gospel. It's a blessing of God. And you have been with me every day. Thank you. And I hope me and Kathy say thank you enough. And you'll never be a day without prayer. We know how to pray. We know how to get things to work. We know how to get it to come to us. The harvest spiritually, physically, and financially. So partners, thank you. And tell other people about our ministry. Because we bring joy. You know that. We bring peace. You know, peace. Peace that passes all understanding. God gave us a gift. It's just such a blessing. And we like to bless people. But like I said, we can't do it without you. I used to think if I could just go do this myself, it'd be fine. But I noticed Jesus had partners in his ministry too. So thank you. Nothing too small, nothing too big. We're believing God for great things because I serve a great God. And I just love being saved. Don't miss next week a wonderful message entitled The Price of Principle. You're going to enjoy it. Till next week, see ya. Okay, bye-bye. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jesse the Planets. In my January partner offer, I dive into the story of Noah and how it relates to today's world. I will show you how to feed on the power of Christ and not on carnal security in the midst of the end times. It's one message that you don't want to miss. Order your copy today at jdm.org. The title of it is The Frustration of the End Times. Do it today now. The price of principle. Because if you're not a person of principle, you're not very much. That's why I put that, that wonderful verse out there in, in front of the church in Psalms 89, 34. My covenant, there it is right there. Will I not break nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips? I look at that constantly. That when God speaks something, He can't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We break covenant sometimes, but He never does and never will.